Welcome to the preaching podcast of Life Point Church. We're so glad you've joined us here. If you're ever in the Baton Rouge area, please stop by. We'd love to meet you. For more information on our church or Pastor Donovan, please visit our website at golifepoint.com. I want to look to Matthew 6 and also Matthew 16. Matthew 6, we'll start with verses 19 through 21. It says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, finish it. Where your treasure is, you're going to find your heart. Where your heart is, you're going to find your treasure. They'll end up being in the same place. Matthew 16, verses 24 through 26. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. You don't hear a lot about this in church anymore, cross-bearing. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Or what will a man give in exchange for his soul? A soul is priceless. Today I'm preaching the last installment of I Love My Church, and I'm calling it today the why behind the DFI, the debt-free initiative. The why behind the DFI. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your faithfulness, for your goodness, for your kindness, for your word. I pray, God, that you would speak to our hearts, challenge this church, and at the end of the day, to God be the glory for what he is about to do. We thank you for it right now in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. If you'll go ahead and put your attention on the screen, we'll dim the lights. I want you to watch this video. So, Nick and Shannon, how y'all doing? How long have you been at LifePoint? Uh, May will be three years. I'll be applying for LifePoint. It's two weeks old. Wow. Tell us about your first service, some of your first impressions of LifePoint. Um, our first service, we pulled up in the parking lot and I uh, was in the car with my sister. And she said, oh, Shannon, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we came inside and we're Invited us to lunch for dinner. 
we get there, and he was like, hey, we invited two more people to come and, and eat dinner with us. <laughs> we were like, no. Tim, it was already going to be two with, 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 uh, with one family, and sure enough, it was Brendan and Lizzie. Uh, Nick, you're, you're like a connector. Tell us about some of your connection tricks. <laughs> just keep it real. <laughs> right, right? I'm just trying to talk and relate and just act how I would want to act if somebody approached me. Mm -hmm. You know, just we're all on the same playing field. Yeah. Now, you guys have, uh, you have kids. Right. And so you, uh, you grew up with family that was involved in church and ministry. Uh, you're involved in church and ministry. And you have kids coming along. What's your vision for that? Like, do you see them getting involved to, to the extent that you are or even beyond? Tell us oh, about absolutely. That. Both of our children are already musically inclined. Lennox can sing even though he won't. So, I don't know. He's a, he's a future musician and, and singer for sure. And Oliver, I'll, I don't know, Lennox is deep. He may be a, like a, a teacher as well. <laughs> Oliver, he's probably going to be our new King's Clown. <laughs> what are some of the things that uh, you like the most about life? Maybe first impressions, or even after you got here. Like, what are some of the things that you just you just love about your church? Well, I like the realness of it. Yeah. I mean, I just like how everybody you can relate to somebody. You know, there's such a diverse people, and you know, not everybody's the same. And you know, that's how I feel like heaven's going to be a melting pot. You're not going to have just one, you know, certain group. And I just feel like it's easy to find somebody you can connect to. You're not going to be judged. You know, I've been to other churches visiting, you know, different church events. You kind of have that, oh, I got to make sure I got the right tie, the right shirt on, the right look. I've honestly never felt that like when I never felt like I had to. You know, look a certain way, say a certain thing to be accepted. I feel like it's honestly a place where we're all, the end goal is to get to heaven and bring as much people as we can with us. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, would you recommend Life Point to others? Tell us about that. Yeah? I, I do. I do recommend. The number one thing that my, my kids are most important to me, number one. And a lot of times I do recommend our church to people with children because our teachers are top notch. I mean, my kids come home, my two-year-old told me last week, Mama, I prayed and I raised my hands. Wow. And it touched me so much because my kids are getting it at a young age and our teachers are 100%, 99%, and then me, one. <laughs> and the reason for that, and I, I'm very thankful, and I really think that uh, that is a huge thing that helps me to recommend my point to people is that your babies are important, and it's our job to give them heaven. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming by today, sharing your heart, talking about why you love your church, and uh, your church loves you. So awesome. Thank you. Awesome, huh? Debt is defined as owing money. Would you not agree? I think we're all familiar with debt. 
Free is defined as released from, not subject to. Initiative is defined as the start. So when you put it together, debt, free, initiative, that's what we're talking about. Proverbs 22, 7 says the borrower is subject to the lender. Romans 13, 8 says, owe no one anything except to love one another. And folks, today by divine mandate, LifePoint Church is starting to be released from owing money. Welcome to the debt-free initiative. Amen? Come on. As you know, our debt is relatively small. It could be a lot bigger. But just imagine with me if rather than spending money every month on servicing our debt, we gave more to missions, which is a big part of this church. We invested more in the ministries of this church. We helped more people in need. We fixed up our existing campus and repaved the parking, made this place more appealing to reach and keep more people, which really begins to reveal the why behind the DFI. It's never been about buildings and property. It's always been about people. That is our mission, getting people to Jesus. Everybody say people. people. The reason why is because people matter. All people everywhere. Can I remind you of just how broad and complete the scope of inclusion is when I say all people everywhere? I mean brown people, black people, white people, Asian people, poor people, rich people, young people, old people, educated people, uneducated people, addicted people, broken people, atheist people, agnostic people, gay people, straight people, addicted people, the unchurched, the dechurched. We'll throw in some Pharisees and Sadducees and tax collectors and publicans and sinners. It's for people. People. People matter. You may be seated. Heaven is real and so is hell. And everybody will spend an eternity in one or the other. And it's what people do with Jesus that determines where they'll spend eternity. And it's our job as the church, our responsibility, our mission to get people to Jesus so Jesus can get people to heaven. And I may fail at a lot of things, but you hear me, getting people to Jesus cannot be one of those things I fail at. I want to lead people to Jesus to the best of my ability with wisdom and skill and passion and excellence and authenticity. I want to pray and fast and go out of my way and inconvenience myself and lay down my life and my time and my schedule and sacrifice to get people to Jesus. And when it's all said and done, folks, and the curtain has been called, I want to be able to say, I did my best. I gave it my all. I left everything out there on the field to win the loss at any cost. And I want to be able to say that about this church. Amen. I'm talking about the why behind the debt-free initiative. It's about saving people. Say that with me. Saving people. 
It's about saving people. Many years ago, an earthquake hit off the coast of Japan. A village on the seashore felt the quake. But there was little to no damage, and they were used to tremors and quakes, so they just went about their everyday lives, continued on. But on a plain high above the village, there was a wealthy farmer. And after the earthquake, he, he noticed something strange that the villagers down below couldn't see. The water along the shoreline was, was moving away from the shore and far out at sea. He could see on the horizon an unusual line on the water that kept getting taller and taller. Immediately he knew the village below was in imminent danger. He frantically waved his arms and he screamed and yelled trying to get their attention. But they were too busy to notice. There was no way for them to hear his pleas. So the old farmer did the unthinkable. The farmer had made a fortune and he had a fortune out in his fields. But without hesitation, the farmer took a torch and began to light his fields on fire. And in a moment's time, accelerated by the wind, those flames began to consume and ignite the entire field. They even moved on and began to burn up the farmer's beautiful home. But the blaze had its intended effect. The people turned to see the farmer's fortune being devoured by the flames. And there he was, waving them up the hill. And by the time the tidal wave hit the village, the entire village was standing safe on the top of the hill with the farmer. The shoreline had been the cradle of their living, but the farmer now held their lives in his hand. It said that that day the farmer saved 400 lives, but it cost him something. As a matter of fact, it cost him everything. Saving people always costs something. It's written that the farmer said, if given the choice again, he would have set the world on fire to save the people of his village. I want to ask you, what is the value of one soul? Jesus said it's worth more than the entire world. One soul is worth investing in. One soul is worth sacrificing for. One soul is worth setting our whole world ablaze to warn and win the lost. The why behind the DFI is to get more and more people to Jesus. I've come to realize saving people costs us something. It costs. And I'm not trying to shine the spotlight on me and Valerie, but I want you to hear some of the story of LifePoint. Twelve years, 11 months, and 16 days ago, we burned our first field to see that people in Prairieville were saved. Valerie and I, along with our three children, packed up a 30-something foot U-Haul in our 2001 Chrysler town and country, and we moved all of our earthly possessions to Prairieville, Louisiana. The why behind our moving was people mattered, and we were on a mission to get the people of Prairieville to Jesus. That was our righteous mandate, our sole purpose, our holy calling, our mission. It was then, it is to this day. We had sold our house in Bossier, paid off some debts. We had owned it for many years. We spent our last $3,000 
putting down a deposit on a rent house, paying the first month's rent and getting the utilities turned on. We burn through some hard-earned, not easy to come by money to get the attention of the people of this area so we could lead them to Jesus. And you know what happened? God began to move. And people began to notice. We met Gabe in Gonzales and started a Bible study in that home that we had dedicated to the people of Prairieville. From there we met Devin, Jesse, Tommy, Jamie, Ricky, Spock. Yeah, Spaz, right? Rebecca, Conan, Wesley, Kelly, Wendy, Madison. And we feed this crew every week. They got free food and they got a Bible study for it though. It wasn't free really. You had to come through the Bible study to get the food. And so they got a Bible study. We had worship and we met every week. That was the first field that we burned. It was a sacrifice, y'all. I don't want to paint some kind of gloomy story. We were happy to do it. But it wasn't easy to make that first step. But God honored that sacrifice. People began to notice and they began to show up. In October of that same year, 2006, we burned our second field. We started having Sunday services at River Community Church. We had to rent this building, which wasn't cheap. So now we're paying a house note and we're paying a church note. And because we were doing Sundays, I had to quit traveling on the weekends, which is where I made the bulk of my income. Traveling, ministering, singing, preaching. And I had to come off the road in order to do the Sundays with this straggling group of folks that had started meeting in our home before. And now we're doing a Sunday meeting at River Community. And i got to be honest with you. It was a sacrifice. It was a struggle. Can I be honest? My credit score went down. I was slow, man. It was a struggle to cover everything. I was negotiating with the dead gum utility companies to keep all the utilities on, Randy. Please don't turn my water off. I'll be there in a minute, right? I'll be there in a minute. I, I had to delay it just a little bit. It, it, but we were here doing what we had to do to get people. And you know what happened? As we sacrificed and plowed through that, God continued to move. J-Mill came on board. We met Josh and Morgan, Phil and Misty, Russell at that time, Betty. We met Betty at, at that time and, and many more. It was because we were walking through the doors that God opened sacrificing, taking steps of faith, but God began to move. It was like we, we, we kind of, it hurt to take that step. Almost like you had to lean back and it hurt and it was a sacrifice. But then it catapulted you forward to the next opportunity to sacrifice and move forward. And that opportunity came in April of 2008. We burned our third field. We had the chance to move into the house barn as Rachel called it, on Chiggy Duplicis. And we had to raise $24,000 in 30 days. Now, I just told you I'm negotiating to keep the water and lights and gas on, right? And now we've got to get $24,000 extra 
to get to even move into this place which was not ready to have services as it was. Or at least that's what, you know, the average mind would say. But the church planner says, this is perfect. We don't need air conditioning. We don't need walls. We don't need anything. We've got a slab and a roof. We can open these garage doors, have a crawfish boil, play some guitars, and have church. Amen? <laughs> and we started rolling like that right there on Tiggy DePlessis. Valerie and I, at this point, had to drop our health insurance. I'm not trying to make us look like heroes. I'm just saying we were doing what we had to do. It's, it's what needed to take place. We couldn't afford everything, so... Something had to go. We dropped our health insurance so we could pay the note on that particular building. We were surviving on student loans. and I, I was working out of town every week during the week. And we did church on the weekends, living the dream in the house barn, which was now a church barn. You know, just doing what we had to do. But you know what happened when we made that sacrifice? God blessed and God anointed. We met Melvin and Jane. We, we met Jemire and Caitlin. We met Saxton and Simba. DJ came in those days. Josh and Rachel came in those days. Chance and Bridget came in those days. Anthony and Phyllis came in those days. Ron, Denise, Jake, Jason, Jared, and on and on and on. It, it was, we, we sacrificed but then God pushed us forward into the next season of blessing. Are you with me? Yes. And then in 2015, we burned our fourth field when we raised almost $100,000 in about 60 days to purchase this property where we are today. And it was amazing. People sold things and gave the proceeds. People borrowed money to donate in that great endeavor. People dipped into their savings and retirement accounts and 401ks and, 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 and tax savings. We moved into this building as a result of great sacrifice. Everybody say great sacrifice. Great sacrifice. But here's what I found. I have just, I've seen it time and time again. Every single time God's opened a door for us to reach more people, it's required more sacrifice from us. But as we sacrifice, God's always blessed. And our borders have always expanded. And our tent has always grown. And today, church, we stand at the precipice, at the threshold of a new door, a new opportunity that we're calling the debt-free initiative. And the question is not what is on the other side of this door. The question is this. Who is on the other side of this door? Amen. Because there's some people, baby, that are going to come walking in these doors as we step into this opportunity. Now, I, I want to I, I kind of have a display here. If you came into Life Point during the living room days, would you stand? Right there. Living room days, people. Let's give them a hand. You'll hear a, 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 a little bit about that in just a minute. If you came into Life Point at River Community and the, would you stand? If you came in at, at River Community, would you stand up? There's a, 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 a Russell right there. A Jack Russell. He came in at, at, the, at the, if you came into Life Point during the Tiggy Duplessis days, would you please stand? Tiggy Duplessis. 
Look at that. Come on now. And then you may be seated. If you came into Live Point since we moved to Dagle Road, would you please stand? Look at that. You may be seated. I, I love it. My point is this. We, we, in the earliest of days, we found these wild boys and we found these de-church people, these people that were so messed up. And a lot of them, a lot of them, we sowed into their lives. They got cleaned up, clean and sober, and went away. Many of them were from Texas. They got cleaned up, clean and sober, and they moved to Texas. Now they're in a big church in South Texas. And the pastor told me they bring more people to church than anybody in his church. They just had 16 people baptized in Jesus' name that came from the group that went down there. They've reached a whole other batch of people down there. It started right here at LifePoint. We sowed into them. They moved away. But then as we sacrificed more, we grew more. And Tiggy DeBliss in the second service. We'll have a, a, a good bit from Tiggy in the second service. And then from Daigle Road. The more we've sacrificed, the more we've grown. I love it. Now, on the other side of the door where we are now, let me just tell you, there's another Jane. There's an Ann. There's a Cynthia. There's a Monica. There's a Wendy and DJ, a Greg and Angela, a Vince and Judy, a Jonathan, Skylar, Kelly, Samantha, Mike, Chloe, Nick, Shana. Listen, there are 830,000 people in the Baton Rouge metro area. It is the 70th largest metro in the U.S. 18% of Louisiana's total population lives in the greater Baton Rouge area. And there are 123,000 people in Ascension Parish. And 30,000 of them live in Prairieville proper. Folks, this building is nothing more than a people catcher. It is a net. There are 30,000 plus cars that pass in front of this building every day on average. This location, this building is a blessing from the Lord. And brothers and sisters, I want to exploit it. I want to take advantage of it. I want to leverage it. Why? To get people to Jesus. Come on, give a praise right now. That is the one. Getting people to Jesus. It's about getting people to Jesus. I don't want to get too big for my britches. That I go to conferences and it's just about saying we planted a church and it was a great ride and now it's comfortable and we're just going to raise our hands. Yeah, I'm a church planner. We did something spectacular and it's kind of over and done with. We're done with that season. No, we're not. We've just begun, brothers and sisters. We've only begun. I mean, some of you may have come on in the 10th year or the 11th year or the 12th year or the 13th year. That is fine and dandy, brothers and sisters, because we've got a lot further to go. There are so many more people for us to reach. I believe in God for 3,000, a tithe of the 30,000 people that live in Perthville, Popper. We've only just begun. It is all about people. Getting people to Jesus. I don't deserve the mercy that Jesus has shown me. But i got to tell somebody. I can't keep it to myself. I've got to reach somebody that's broken and down and out. Maybe they don't look like me, act like me, sing like me, talk like me, behave like they should. But Jesus died on the cross for them. And it's my responsibility to tell them about Jesus. I 
It's about people. Loving people. People matter. Listen, I'm believing for a big church. Statistically, we are larger than most. We went from nothing to above average. We've had solid, consistent, trackable growth through the years. And according to people who study these things, we're in the upper percentiles of church attendance and spiritual vitality. And while I'm believing God for a church of 3,000, please hear me. Every one matters. Every Russell, every Ron, every Tammy, everyone, every one is worth every penny, every hour, every investment, every bit of sacrifice that has been made. Along the coast of the Atlantic Ocean, there lived an old man. Each day when the tide went out, he would make his way along the beach for miles and, and then return in the evening. One day, a young neighbor followed the man out of curiosity to see what he was doing. The old man walked along the beach, bent down and gently lifted something from the sand and then threw it in the ocean. By the time the old man had made his next stop, the young man had caught up with him to see what it was. He noticed he was picking up a starfish which had been stranded by the retreating tide. The starfish would die of dehydration before the tide would return. As the old man picked up another stranded starfish, the young neighbor called out to ridicule and mock. Hey, old timer, what you doing? There are literally thousands of starfish that get washed up here every day and die. Surely you don't think that you can throw all of them back in or that just throwing them in at all is going to matter. The old man bent down. The old man bent down without saying a word, picked up another starfish, threw it into the waves of the ocean, and said, It mattered to that one. I'm telling you, every one counts. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you were blessed. For more information on our church, Pastor Donovan, or service times, please visit our website at golifepoint.com.